Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Opterox Tech Tech's levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go, Link. Yeah, get some. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. Hello listeners, watchers, and Vinny's stalkers. Welcome to GOATS, the well-established by now greatest podcast of all time. Now, before we start, I just need to remind you, as always, to share this podcast with your mates. Some would say you could pass the pod, but that phrase has already been taken by a lesser very much past its prime other podcast (laughs) but anyway (laughs) by getting all your mates to listen you will grow the goats family and make us all incredibly wealthy and that would be very much appreciated but with that out the way for the very observant of you or listening observant of you maybe that are who's not watching and that <laughs> we are joined today by another guest josh how are you um i think the last time i saw you i was sweating quite a lot and in the midst of the greatest live performance of all time as crowned by this show the two-pack hologram absolutely <laughs> yeah. you were at the elvis Presley comeback special <laughs> <laughs> no i'm very well i'm thanks uh you know excited to be on the show um you know long time listener first time participator that's that's a new thing now but yeah no good to be here hell yeah well welcome to goats thank you how are you two have you any exciting funny anecdotes to tell Yes. Tell the listeners from this week. Yes. I went to Wembley. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> On Sunday. What, did, what yeah. did you watch? I watched the Pizza Cup final. Yeah. Oh, the Papa, Papa, Papa John's, John's trophy. trophy. Yeah, we watched nice. uh, the, the, the titans of Plymouth Argyle get fucking thrashed mm. by the giants of Bolton Wanderers. Yeah. 4-0. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it was the biggest victory in an English Cup match ever, I think, was it? What, uh, final? 
Yeah, like 4-0, I think, is the biggest victory really? in the final. It wouldn't surprise me. Maybe. They got absolutely Maybe. fucked so badly. Like, I don't think Plymouth had a single shot on target. It was really dire. It's because they're shit. They'll never be as good as Exeter I mean, aren't they going to win the league this year? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but have they have they ever drawn to prime Manchester United? No. <laughs> nil, nil. <laughs> they were fucking Meg, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Exeter were in the conference when we drew nil-nil to them. That's an achievement. That's like, that's like almost as good as winning the World Cup, I reckon. <laughs> Basically. <yeah. laughs> Seb, how are you? What have you been doing? Well, um, my only anecdote I can't tell on the show, so it's been pretty normal. Anyone who knows what I do in my other job will probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't, and we'll move on. Cool. It's been fine. Cool. How about, how about you, Mort? What have you been up to? Um, Not much, really, but I am, next week, going out in the van for the first time to the Forest of Dean. Fucking camper van life. Oh, that's next to where I live. Is it? Yeah, it's right, right next to Bristol. Oh, well, why is the weather so shit there? Because it's going to be raining all week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't control the weather. <laughs> oh, don't you mean? Why you got to do this to him? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've like, booked this week away. First trip in the van, past MOT, everything's all hunky-dory. It's going to fucking rain. What's the point? Don't know, mate. What are you hoping to put in your van? What am I hoping to put in my van? Is that... Kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> there will be eight. There'll be at least one kid in there. Oh no! <laughs> and he's not yours. Right. Did he cut that? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's Dace. Shall we get into it? Yes. Right. Okay. So, as we have already established on this show, way back in episode three, many, many moons ago. We crowned, and rightly so, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 as the greatest video game of all time. Yes. We used we used hard evidence and objective reasoning to <laughs> come off. to this decision. <laughs> and you'll be off. very glad to hear that we are not going to change our minds one little bit. But we did think it was high time to go back and crown some more video game-related goats... And with so many things to choose from, we relied on a recent revelation to help us decide what topic that it would be today. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know by now that Seb actually messaged me the other day to tell me that he believes in chemtrails. Which got us thinking, (laughs) are there any video game related conspiracies, or more specifically, myths, for us to crown a goat? And we decided... Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> there are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how, it, that's how it goes. <laughs> Such as the constant myth peddled by the media that playing violent video games instantly turns you into a psychopathic killing machine, which is obviously true. So, this week we are diving into the world of video game myths and sorting out the fact from the fiction, emerging from the murk with a goat to boot. And we've also brought in Josh, our video game expert, to help us out. So, without further ado, who wants to go first? Can I go first? Gone then, chemtrails. <laughs> I don't want my nickname to be well, chemtrails. I don't believe in chemtrails, then. <laughs> I don't believe in chemtrails. That's not what you said to me. Must have been the chemtrails. Um, 
Okay, so before I start, I want to note that after I finished writing this, I realised I'd made a mistake, which was that for some reason in my head, I thought Josh was hosting. And as we always say, play to your audience. Now, I've also written here, I've never met Josh before. I have met Josh before, I just forgot. <laughs> now, I think... That's feel appreciated. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Josh. Sorry. Um, now... I also made some judgments on who I thought Josh was, which I think might have not been entirely correct, given how excited he was that Mork mentioned Modern Warfare 2. Because um, I thought, oh, Josh is into video games. Josh works with video games, I believe. Yeah. And so he's going to be really into some like really niche, deep Reddit shit that Vinny oh, would God. be into. And then Michael messaged me and was like, oh, what have you picked? And then I was like, fuck, it's Michael judging. And I realised I should have just picked, like, did you know there's a secret game of FIFA in Call of Duty Black Ops 2? (laughs) (laughs) Is there? (laughs) But, But alas, it was too late. So I stuck to my answer. And I picked what I do truly believe to be a video game myth, a legend, if you will. Something so mysterious and unknown that there is currently a $1,000 bounty for whoever can find it. Really? I am, of course, talking about the the infamous... I knew someone, I knew Vinny, I could rely on Vinny. I am, of course, relying about the infamous, the iconic, the elusive... Super Mario 64 up warp glitch. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Two out of the three other people know what I'm talking about, and that's all I need. The one who doesn't is the one I needed, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. So, and this is what I wrote word for word. So for you normies who are out of the loop, here's the basic rundown of the Super Mario 64 up warp glitch. <laughs> On September 21st, never forget, 2013, a clip was uploaded. <laughs> what? <laughs> never forget, it's an important date. Oh because, my god. Because it was the day that mm-hmm. a clip was uploaded to TikTok Clock, a community page for speedrunners on Twitch. Now, if you don't know what speedrunning is at home, it's just when you try and complete a game as quickly as possible and completely destroy all the narrative fun and effort that was put in by the developers um it's most popular in platformers 3d platformers and souls like games where there are multiple levels and a heavy skill curve that involves being good at that game so like not being arsh but like speed running fifa or call of duty probably wouldn't be the most exciting thing in the world what because it's just... Watch you know, there's so much heat on this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you watch. ever tried to speedrun FIFA? Like, it's just so hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now, the video that was uploaded was called New TTC Warp Strat. Now again, for you normies in the audience, I'll offer a translation. <laughs> TTC stands for TikTok Clock, the community page. Warp is a type of glitch, and strat stands for strategy. I hope I've cleared that up for you. Yeah. Now, a big part of speedrunning is that 
glitching I just talked about warping i.e. deliberately exploiting an error in a video game to your advantage. This is popular because you can save anywhere in a speedrun from a few seconds to a few minutes to a few hours if done correctly. There are certain games where like a glitch is it has to be done in order for you to even put a speed run on the leaderboard. Like, you, you couldn't, for instance, try and speed run Dark Souls 3 without glitching at certain points. So like you just wouldn't even get close. Now, the video in question shows a player called Dota Teabag, what a name, <laughs> collecting red coins on a level within Super Mario 64. When Super Mario suddenly glitches up several layers through the level and drops down from a ceiling that's even higher onto a ceiling that's way above where he was before. Now, I've seen a lot of people online, normies, if you will, on YouTube, saying stuff like, oh, this actually saved him a bunch of time and it was a big hit straight away. It wasn't. It was actually kind of like uploaded as like a funny clip. The idea that it was a strat is like an ironic thing. Uh, because it actually stopped him from doing the objective he was trying to do, which was collect a load of coins. Coins. It warped him like miles away from where he wanted to be. And everyone was just like, ah, that was kind of funny. So this glitch kind of just mulled around the community for a few years, going relatively unknown. And then that clip was shown to a prominent Super Mario 64 speedrunner called... And I, it's that word that Dutch people use for pancakes, which is like panukuk. Panukuk. Panukuk12, who was enthralled <laughs> by the video. And he, unlike the others who'd seen it before him, recognised the glitch's full potential. And on the 5th of August 2015, he released a video called TTC Upwarp $1,000 Bounty. And as the title suggests, he watched the video and offered anyone who could replicate the glitch $1,000 if they could send him a game capture and a game file that showed the glitch in action. And everyone went mental. Just probably because of the money. It was kind of clickbait. It was exciting. And it Mm. suddenly became this hunt. And people lost their minds chasing this glitch. Why was he so into it? Why did he offer genuine money? Well, because... There's only one other way of warping yourself upwards in Super Mario 64, and it had been available for ages. But it only worked under very specific circumstances. Specifically, when Mario is stood under a hangable ceiling, i.e. a ceiling he can hang from, and he jumps forwards into another ceiling that is slightly below the hangable ceiling. And the game gets you confused and warps you through the first ceiling into the one above it. And I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true, there's only one or two moments in the entire game where that is of any use to a speedrunner. It's not even useful in certain speedruns. It's only useful for like certain levels of completion. It's not that useful because it's quite a rare instance. Hmm. However, the one that Dota Teabag performed was much more seemingly random. It didn't have any cause or effect. It just kind of happened. Mm. And that was much more enticing because it was much more applicable. So, you know, the hordes of speedrunners pulled out their emulator and got to work going frame by frame to replicate Dota Teabag's movements with the help of, like, overlay software and all this stuff to try and pixel by pixel follow his exact movements through the game. And what happened? Nothing. No one could replicate the glitch. And people started to get really fucking confused. 
Mm. And conspiracies started to pop up everywhere that like there was sort of some sort of like conspiracy going on that Dota Teabag had been hacking or that he had like a hacked copy of the game that he'd got from Japan or it was all these like rumors coming mm. out. And that kind of didn't really fly with a lot of people because he was quite a well-known speedrunner. He was just as confused as ever as anyone else. And like I said, it didn't benefit him. So it seemed to be quite genuine. And that's when people started looking at what they were doing differently to what Dota Teabag was doing. And the only thing left was that they were emulating because they were trying to record the video and the game file, and he was playing on a real N64 with a real cartridge. Now, again, you're probably thinking, ah, he's a little dirty hacker, he's found some way to manipulate that. The truth is actually way more interesting, because the current hypothesis that is believed by most, not all, but most, is that while Dota Teabag was playing Super Mario 64, a supercharged cosmic particle hit the game cartridge he was playing and performed what I believe is called a bit flip Mm. or a bite flip. And this is when an individual one or zero in the cartridge code is flipped from one to zero or zero to one. Caused by what you said? Say that again. What? A supercharged... Cosmic what? ray, like a supercharged cosmic particle from space. So like radiation from like the sun, for example, yeah. would cause yeah, it. Yeah, or like a supernova. So it comes into Hell the atmosphere no. all the time. But <laughs> but these specific highly charged particles are like relatively rare. They're not like super rare and it wouldn't damage you in any way. But like it's not just like the sun's radiation, it's like these specific highly charged particles that might come mm. from like a supernova or some massive celestial star way outside of our solar system. And they're real things. They've been proven to hit Earth from time to yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. There's been other instances of bit flips happening. There's like a really famous thing in a in an election in Belgium where the election result got changed by 40,000 votes because yeah. of a bit flip. Wow. And they were just, oh, that's super... Re-. Like, it's really... There's also a Qantas flight from Australia to Papua New Guinea or something... It was mm. one way or the other into Asia and it suddenly nosedived and they caught it. Like, it was fine. No one, like... Mm. I think there was, like, a couple of minor injuries, but they didn't, like, die. But again, that was a bit flip. It's like... So it's like a solar s- flare where, like, you know, like, one day yes. the solar flare is going to fucking get us, isn't it? And then, like... Exactly. All technology is going to be void and it's going to be, like, fallout all over again. And, like, that is exactly mad like, zombies well, in there. all over again, but... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I love your worldview, Mork. <laughs> I just can't wait for that day. Like, I don't know what it is. This is a bit weird and off topic, but I've just got this thing at the moment. Maybe because I, I watched The Walking Dead the other day where I just feel like, you know what? It's so mundane, isn't it, life? Why not? Let's just have, like, I don't know, a solar flare or nuclear war or, like, zombies or whatever. Just spice things up a bit for a while. Make things like you know what I mean. Like give you a bit of a purpose. We need another world things war. Things would definitely be spicy if there was a nuclear war. I think I'm just having a midlife crisis. I think. <laughs> I'm like 27. Just spice things 27, up. 27. He wants another war. This is how these things happen. Just think like solar yeah. flare happens. All technology is wiped. Like it'll be chaos, and we we'd be around to see that. That'd be quite cool. What are we gonna do? What do you mean? We'll just be like a part of it in that. I I say this all the time. If there's an apocalypse, no one needs my job for a thousand years minimum. 
Yeah. No one needs a podcast producer for fucking ages. Mm. Yeah. Ages. What am I going to do? What do you mean? Well, obviously you're just going to survive in it before like the raiders come into your house and like rape your women and like take all your goods and stuff. It'll be a whole different world. You could uh, you could produce these stone slabs. The raiders are writing their like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things. I don't want to do that. Just think outside the box, Seb. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not convinced, mate. Anyway, look, back to bit flipping in Super Mario 64. T-Bag got hit by a solar flare. Carry on. Yeah. So, in this case, the the code changed, and this is fucking wild. This is going to blow your minds. The first bite of Mario's height... A rapper, I didn't know it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Poet, I don't know. Anyway, changed <laughs> from... C, this is, you got to really listen to this, C5837800 to C4837800, or, if you want to put it a different way, changing it from 11001101 to 11000100. Which in binary is quite a significant difference. That's, thank you. Josh, that's massive. <laughs> that's revolutionary. Okay, so everyone was like, "I'm pretty sure this is it." So another prominent re- speedrunner called Pannon was actually able to closely replicate the movement by simulating on his emulator that specific change at the specific moment that it would have happened from for Dota T bag, mm. and he videoed it, and it's like pixel for pixel, pretty much identical, and everyone was like. Sick, he's done it. So does he get the bounty? Well, no. Because Dota T-Bag didn't change any code. His run was pure natty. He was legit. He wasn't doing anything wrong. Which means either there is an unreplicatable error on his cartridge in that specific moment of time, which is so unlikely it will never, ever happen again. Or... There is a way of forcing that bit flip to take place within the game, which again has never been proved. Neither right. of those have ever been proved. So this glitch, which was caught on stream by the exact community of people most likely to solve it, still remains a mystery. And people still hunt for it now. People still talk about it now. And that $1,000 bounty still stands. And that is why I believe it's the greatest video game myth of all time. Cool. Nice. That whole story just like reminds me of like one of those video game creepypastas where he's like, oh, I got this cartridge from like the fucking garage sale down the road and then it got hit by a solar flare and all of a sudden like Mario's hyper-realistic face that could be in a whole blood stain and yeah. said like, kill your family. <laughs> and he walked. He walked several <laughs> he walked. in the air. <laughs> and then he came out of the TV and his photorealistic face. <laughs> And I got a sub-20 yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I absolutely, I absolutely love that you chose that one, because so, that is like, that is one of my favourite like video game kind of like quirk, quirky, odd, unexplainable things that's ever happened, because like bit flips are definitely real in like computer mm. science, like they definitely exist, and the fact that it's just like, everyone was thinking of such mundane solutions, oh, he's hacking, or oh, he's just doing a weird strat, but no, it was literally an act of God, a ray of radiation coming from the bloody universe that literally did this, and it's just like, you couldn't make this up. Mm. I knew you'd love it. Has that has that got to be the only explanation then, is like, fucking Zeus's thunderbolt came down and hit his cartridge? Could there not be any other explanation? 
Well, I mean, the the problem is, is that like it's it's so ridiculously unlikely, but it mm. is possible. So it's mm. one of those things. It's like never say never. Like you know, it, yeah. it could happen. So yeah, it's perfectly viable. But you're yeah, just absolutely insane odds. Because I guess it's also pretty unlikely that it got hit by a solar flare, isn't it? So it's just as unlikely as any other possible solution, I suppose. Which is why it's a mystery, isn't it, I guess? It's one of those ones where, like, the only solution that's been posed is so incredibly unlikely that everyone kind of refuses to believe it. Mm-hmm. So it's like that thing of, like, oh, you know, whatever's left, if you get rid of every other option, whatever's left must be the truth or whatever. But the trouble is, if, if that one option that's left is so incredibly unlikely that it's almost impossible, mm. then it's like, well, could, could, can that be the answer? It's, like, kind of the same, like, if you talked about the odds for winning a lottery ticket... In any other circumstances, you would bet your life that it wasn't going to happen. You'd be like, that won't happen. If someone yeah. said, oh, the odds of you crashing this car, are the, and they said the same odds that are of winning a lottery ticket, you wouldn't just say, oh, it's unlikely. You'd say, oh, it's impossible. Mm. It just can't happen. Yeah. You would literally like bet your house on it. You'd bet everything on it. So it's kind of the same thing. Like You'd bet your life on the one answer that probably is true on not happening. Like, it's mm. so unbelievably unlikely. And the fact that it was caught on stream. Mm. Like, that's also what makes it so so mad. Is that, like, that Solar Fair could have hit that fucking cartridge at any other time. He could have not been playing. He could have not been playing that specific level. He could have not been playing that specific level and streaming it. But all of those tiny little micro-events took place. Mm. And the fucking Earth span and the little cosmic bit of dust just hit each other at the perfect time. It's too good to be true, isn't it? It's just, I think as a final note, it's just it's just more proof for the simulation theory. That's it. Oh, fuck. That's can all it not, is. Can we not, please? <laughs> I'm not ready for this Cuts. discussion again. <laughs> no, I'm not. I can only do it like once a year. That's like a classic, that's a classic, I think. That's like a classic video game myth. Something weird and unexplained happened, like a creepypasta. That was all caught, and there's just no real definitive explanation for it. Probably never will be either. Hmm. Well, I knew Josh would love it, and that's why I picked it, and then I realised he wasn't hosting, so it was a swing and a miss, isn't it? Yep. But unfortunately, you're right, yeah, no references to uh, COD there, so minus one. Um, I thought we were here. Josh, do you want to go next? Yeah, I can do, yeah. Be a good point, and then we'll have a little bit of a chat in between yours and Vinny's for like a little middle section kind of thing. Sure thing. Okay, so um, the video game urban legend slash myth that I have chosen um, that I am presenting forward today is uh, actually from quite an old game. Uh, it's quite, it's a bit of a cult classic. Uh, not very many people have heard of it, so I will just explain a bit about what this game is uh, before I get into it. Uh, and that game is Shadow of the Colossus, mm. which is a game released for the PlayStation Two in two thousand and five by the very yeah, it's PlayStation 2, yeah, yeah. It's exclusive, it's isn't it? Yeah. PlayStation yeah, it exclusive, was. yeah. Damn, it's old as fuck. I actually saw Shadow of the Colossus come up on some of the inevitable lists that you end up searching for of, like, biggest video game things of blah, blah, blah. And I looked into it, and it was so unimaginably massive, and I was just like, oh, I'll probably just give that one a miss, actually. I don't understand <laughs> that. <laughs> That's fucking enormous. I don't get that at all. <laughs> Yeah, my research for this one was an absolute rabbit hole, but thankfully I already had a little bit of knowledge on it before coming on this show, so mm. this should uh, I'll, I'll go through it as... Oh, yeah, let's let's just start. So it was developed by the 
a very aptly named Japan Studio, who is a video game studio in Japan, believe it or not, oh, wow. uh, published by Sony, etc. And so for people who don't know, Shadow of the Colossus is an open world action adventure game. Uh, it takes place in a fantasy setting and it follows the main character of Wanda, who is a young man who enters a mysterious and isolated region of the realm, seeking the power to revive a girl named Mono, who is currently dying and or dead. And he made a pact with some kind of evil deity that he must slay 16 massive and powerful beings known as Colossi in order to save her. Mm. So classic simp story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> started off then. So gameplay in this game mainly consists of exploring around bleak but beautiful landscapes on foot or also on the back of this trusty horse named Agro. Uh, You do a lot of puzzle solving, combat, all of that kind of stuff. But the main event of this game is slaying each of the 16 colossi, which are kind of each their own like main boss event with unique Mm. mechanics and grand visuals and a big fight. You know, it's proper like Dark Souls style stuff. It's it's very cool. They're fucking massive, aren't they? Like they are. It's it's mad that that game is 20 years old nearly. Yeah, because like, it looks ridiculous, and like the guys that you fight are so fucking big. You think, how the hell did the PlayStation Two actually like manifest that beast? There's, I can't even think of a game like out nowadays that kind of does the same thing. Ah, uh, well, hold that thought. That might come back later. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. So, uh, absolutely. So, this game was critically acclaimed uh, as kind of one of the first and finest examples of video games as an art form. This was due to its kind of atmosphere, poetic themes, and the emotional rendition of the player character's journey. Um, This game had like a very kind of weird, unique feel to it. You felt very like alone and isolated, but also very kind of driven to explore and solve this mystery. Um, It was also remastered on the PS4 in 2018 by Bluepoint Games, which are the same people who made the Demon Souls uh, remaster. So probably, I've not not played it, but I imagine it will look beautiful. Mm. So, let's set the scene then for this myth. So, imagine a time. So, it's 2005. This is before the internet was big. So, this is where strategy magazines and playground rumours was all you had to go on. And uh, the game had, like, a super mysterious setting and it was all about finding secrets and there was loads of secrets to be found that were never listed in any collection logs or adventuring panel or anything like that this game had a very minimal HUD no quest markers, nothing, just a map and a horse and you exploring by yourself so it kind of made it the whole game feel mysterious How no and quest markers? No, nothing at all, it was literally you had to, you were completely on your own and just, it was, yeah the good days yeah. Mate, that good makes days. me feel genuinely anxious. Yeah, that stresses me the fuck <laughs> that out. That stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've like wanted to play games before and like messaged Vinny, who I know I've has played them and been like, "Is it too overwhelming? Is there like too much shit to learn? Like, I'm not going to be able to get all this stuff." Whereas, not giving you anything, I'm just going to like start freaking out. Like, what? Am I missing something? Am I? Am I supposed to go here? Here? Like, oh, it, I'm very much have to follow the track. That's why I like Call of Duty so much. Probably, <laughs> you miss you miss the joy of these older games because you have yeah. you, know, you get these the self satisfaction of discovering it for yourself rather than just following a a point on the screen. But nah, absolutely, it's uh, it's it was a wild wild west in game design back then. People did not like quest markers. Um, so yeah, so um, each each colossus uh, that was kind of located around this huge open world for you to discover kind of had some kind of esoteric or 
convoluted way of discovering it. Some were like hidden away in the corners of the map. Some required you to solve puzzles up like, for example, reflecting the light off your sword in like a certain direction or using certain items that you find around the world or climbing mountains to reach remote areas to discover them. Uh, so this game was literally all about just dumping you in the middle of nowhere with absolutely no other people to talk to, like in-game that is, and you just have to find it all yourself. So this was this was a game for explorers. Um, so, yeah, so basically, um, with a game that's already leading players towards kind of discovering secrets and finding things for themselves which are not written down or noted or talked about anywhere else in the game, uh, this kind of spawned the myth. That somewhere on the map, somewhere and somehow, there is a seventeenth colossus waiting to be discovered and slain. Bum, bum, bum. Classic. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> That's the classic, like hidden boss, hidden, like hidden FIFA in a Black Ops Two game. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 seventeenth colossus was the messy colossus. He was exactly there waiting to be played in a game of FIFA. <laughs> So, um, basically, but the, the reason I like this myth so much is not in the myth itself, but what kind of came next. So, there was, as you can imagine for a game like this, a die-hard cult following of people who followed this game mm. and loved it to bits and played it far more than they should. And uh, the, the thing that absolutely baffles me is over the course of 10 years, so that's a decade... The community compiled elaborate theories on the forums and their posts and kind of talks and theories exceeded over 5,662 posts or, if you were to put that in paper, 559 A4 pages long, which is more words than the first two Harry Potter books combined. Impressive. Impressive. Just on discussing elaborate theories for the 17th Colossus in this obscure... Cold yeah. game from 2005 which almost certainly has zero proof and doesn't exist i'm guessing as well so it's like where do they come up with that much to say about something that's not yeah that's crazy i think what fueled it is there were so many other secrets in that game that mm. were took years to be discovered that oh, once right, people did yeah. discover them they're like oh there's more there's got to be more and they were yeah, like yeah yeah they just were like fiends for the secrets they loved them they wanted more uh, and they loved this game so much they were willing to put in the time so there was all kinds of theories that came up. You know, this is super typical video game playground rumor theory stuff. They were saying, oh, you have to line up these four unique pillars that you find around the world. Like, look at the glyphs on them. And if you rotate them and then invert them and then put them upside down on the 7th of July, they will point to a certain place <laughs> in the middle of the map. All this typical stuff from back then, from before the internet was mm. as ubiquitous as it is now. Um, you know, taking the special torch from the 11th boss fight down to a large stone door, complete all the time trials that unlock the powerful queen sword, then grab the feet of a hawk and it will carry you out to the desert, <laughs> carry the sword in the sand. And you have to do all of this on your 16th playthrough on your save file. Oh, you course, to yeah. Read the game 15 yeah. times first, just to make sure that no little Timmy's in the playground could disprove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, so it was all these wild conspiracies, and it, it got to a point where people were enjoying like the kind of ARG, like the uh, the idea and the of the community and the idea of, of this secret existing more than the actual game themselves. It was becoming like a bit of obsession for them. Um, so that that was all really good. So uh, and then further on down the line, this was kind of more recently, I believe. Uh, there was more fuel for this myth. Uh, was, there was a little bit of there was like a 
a kind of a cheese a cheese slice dangled in the face of these secret hunters uh and that was when the uh, game files were cracked and uh were kind of data miners had, had discovered that there was actually unused textures for a 17th colossus oh. like colossus that were discovered inside the game file. Oh my God. it's real which nobody had ever seen before uh <laughs> and ev- oh everyone God. like you can imagine this community they're like writing they're on their third harry potter book right now and suddenly <laughs> like this gets dropped on their feet and they all lose their minds <laughs> i bet they skip Goblet of Fire and they go straight to the Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> <laughs> They're straight on it. And they are absolutely loving this. Um, yeah, and it was just basically, it was absolutely insane. However, I wasn't sure whether to keep this myth open-ended or talk about it, but if that, it being debunked, but I feel like the debunking part is kind of interesting as well. So right. this myth was allegedly disproven by the developers um as long by saying that due to hardware limitations for the playstation 2 aka not being able to handle it they had originally designed for there to be 48 colossi wow however they had to scale it right back to 16 oh shit but they had originally (laughs) thought they were going to be doing 18 so they had actually started work on a 17th colossus yeah yeah did exist inside of the code and did exist as a like with textures and models and assets and things like that in cut content so they weren't wrong there was a 17th colossus however you could never find it Mm. uh and the kind of the reason why this uh like myth is like is is, is, i love it so much it's just because it's a prime example of the gaming community coming together towards a common goal and just Mm. just absolutely losing their heads and going wild over something that just in the grand scheme of real life is absolutely meaningless but some people have been put like thousands of hours into it and i just like love that Mm. you know that these people are so passionate about it and uh also when blue point did remake the game in 2018 they did a little nod to this uh, secret finding community by dropping a secret sword chamber which had a reference to this huge myth hunt in the game so people That's could sick. actually and it, and like the way to get to it was some of like the theories that people had crafted so they oh, dropped that as, like, a, little, a little nod that's which I, nice. I i love it when video game developers do that. that's it great fan cool. service yeah like when, when they like listen to the community and drop something really funny that like yeah. the, you can just go back and look and be like, wow, they actually understand that we exist and play this and enjoy it and exactly. everything else is great, yeah. Because mm. there would be no video game industry without the community. So yes, that is my Shadow of the Colossus myth. Wow, I fucking love that. That's like again, like a super classic. Like especially the bit where you said on your sixteenth playthrough, like you have to do this <laughs> shit. That's it's always like that. It's always something ridiculous like that, and it's something that you could never, like you said, no little Timmy in the playground is ever going to be able to disprove it, which just makes the myth last, like, almost forever, because it's going to be impossible to prove or disprove either way until a developer comes out mm. 20 years later and says, oh, yeah, by the way, it was this was, you know, the reason behind not having a 17th Colossus or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the classic thing as well that you would have spouting around the playground um in 2005 because there was no internet yeah no one knew anything other than just so and so told me that there's a 17th colossus and you can get to them by doing this and it's like oh fucking hell right you go home try all this shit you're never gonna get there but it's just more time more time spent enjoying yourself and trying to find something that's not really there back when we had unlimited time exactly oh, <laughs> unlimited those time. Days. 
<laughs> well, hang on, Vinny. Come on now. <laughs> well, I'm in my mid twenties. I'm not. I'm running on fumes yeah, exactly. here. <laughs> he's on his, he's on his. He's about to go on to his seventeenth wank today. How <laughs> about the yeah. elusive seventeenth? <laughs> the seventeenth colossus. He's knackered. <laughs> yeah. He's absolutely knackered. <laughs> oh, good workout though. Yeah. <laughs> Those arms. You got as long as you're on. switching sides, though. You know, never train. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the feature presentation of this podcast. It's Willy time with Seb! This, this, this can't stay in right. But you, <laughs> oh, for fuck, every time you say something like that, do you know it's what, always gold. Do, Come on. Do you know, um, do, do you know there's something called drummer's elbow which is like when you get this like muscle in your elbow here mm. from mm. when you're drumming all the time yeah when i was about 13 uh-huh. this is completely true right <laughs> we went round to my mum to a family friend's place and my mum was talking to the, the, one of the the guy who the you know the dad of the family friends mm. and he was talking about how he did loads of drumming and he was like oh check out my drummer's elbow no one else has this unless they've been drumming Mm. And then I just did it, and it like just popped out, like I had the little muscle, and everyone was like, "Oh wow, how have you got that?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't know. That's so oh, no. weird." <laughs> you dirty oh, bastard, no. sir! Oh, serial oh, masturbator. That stays. <laughs> anyway, what I was gonna say is that some of my favorite like video game myths is like. It is the cut content myths because mm. it always leads mm. to the most insane fan theories. Like my most recent experience of this is I'm playing through The Witcher Three, and there's this bit where you teach this like upper class girl how to sword fight. Yeah. And through the whole build up, it's like kind of sexy. There's a lot of flirting going on, and then like halfway through what appears to be the storyline, she just gets in a massive huff and walks off. Mm. And I was like, "Have I done something wrong here?" Mm. So I went back and played it again because obviously I'm in it for the booty. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, if there's romance into me, romance, course, I'm doing yeah. it. So I literally go back, restart the save. I'm like, this time I'm going to say all the right shit. Fucking walks off again. I was like. He's taking the piss. So I go online. There's fucking subreddit upon subreddit of like fan theories about like who she is, why she doesn't like Geralt. Maybe the whole thing was like she had her heart broken by Geralt, so she wanted to break Geralt's heart back and all this stuff. Yards of mm. it. Finally get there. Read a reply from the developer that's like, yeah, they were supposed to bang, but we just didn't have time. <laughs> oh. That's like, oh, for fuck's Classic. sake. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah, I bet you were so disappointed you couldn't improve on no, your drummer's elbow with that scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, that Josh, that was a fucking great shout. Absolutely love that. Um yeah, it's just a classic, absolute classic. And Shadow of Cross is such a fucking good game. Like, mm. it, yeah, you just, played it, like mind blowing for the time. I have, I've played not all of it. I've played the, I've probably the first three or four. Yeah, um, I've not, I've not got through all the way to the end. 
Well, should um, we get into the middle section? I haven't got a game for us today, unfortunately. Oh, um, that was cause, like video game quiz. What am I gonna do? I could be here for like a million years thinking up different How questions. How do you spell so Mario? It was, just, <laughs> it was too overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I would use inspiration from Vinny's last middle bit about the live performances, and we'll just have like a little chat. Just I thought three little quick fire snippets, opinions from all of us. Mm. Uh, I thought we could do um, a favourite game that doesn't get enough praise. You know, doesn't get the light shone on it. For me, it's Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank 1, 2, 3 are like easily in my favourite games of all time. They are fucking amazing. They're PlayStation exclusives. Like Ratchet and Clank should be like the poster boy for PlayStation just like Master Chief is for Xbox. Mm. But you, I, I, people have never played them all or heard of them or whatever, and it's like baffles me because they're so fucking good. They've made a movie, which is shit, really? but they still made a movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I thought we could do as well as that, like spiciest gaming hot take. If you've got a really spicy one, I want to offend a bunch of people. That'd be great. And then maybe a personal myth that you've encountered, like how me and Vinny used to used to shout gotcha at our nintendo ds's just to increase our chances of catching catching pokemon it'd be late at night we want to wake wake up our parents our, our mutual parents because we're obviously brothers yeah. and we would just like yeah. whisper like gotcha into the ds <laughs> microphone you whisper gotcha yeah. and it will increase yeah. the chance by 30 percent <laughs> Trust me, mate. Because that that like that like catch rate success myth has evolved. I remember being playing Pokemon Red and pressing up when you throw the ball, and then as soon as it opens, you hold B. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. will it will guarantee catch you like every time, right? Oh, just no. trust me, yeah. And then like that evolved until the DS when you got the little microphone, and then all you had to do was just say, "Gotcha." Fucking got him, innit? Simple. The worst bit about that myth was. Uh... Like, I remember going on cheat websites when I was, like, 12 or, like, 10 years old or whatever, and they would all, every single fucking cheat website for every Pokemon game, like, every mm. one of them at the time, had that or a variant of that as, like, one of the, yeah. little, like, tricks you could do. Those were all fucking bullshitting. Where do they get that information <laughs> from? That's absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> they just wanted they just wanted like little kids like us just sat on the bus just going gotcha yeah gotcha game boys <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah. does anyone else have any then any of those any of those they want to bring up underrated game I think probably not underrated on PC but underrated on console I didn't play it on console but not enough people played it because it, although it's not a PC exclusive I don't think many people got onto it Portal 2 I just think it's fucking great Portal great 2 is not game. underrated Portal okay, 2. Like critically acclaimed. Huge game. Portal yeah. 2. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people don't really talk about it's... it anymore as like a great game. Like, what's a game that you like though? That you really like? That you think people probably don't don't give it enough credit? Like what Portal 2 gets? Um... Dark Souls 1. <laughs> oh, that, that's, no, no. This is my this is my hot take. Yeah. Dark Souls is too hard and it's not fun. <laughs> oh, Vinny! You just got fucked! It's not very hard. It's not fun! I've got a life. I can't do it. I don't have time to, like, get, like, not just good, but, like, as good as an athlete is at some shit <laughs> at fucking a game. I, can, I don't have time for that. I can't become, like, an Olympic Souls player just to get to the Sad. fucking 
Sam. No, Sam. it's shit. Sam. It's shit. Sam. Sam. Sam, listen. Just bad at video games, mate. I've, you just no, don't have the talent. Like fucking, they've taken like 60 quid off me because I bought Dark Souls 1. It was too hard. I was like, oh, I'll give Dark Souls 2 a go. <laughs> too hard. And I bought fucking Dark Souls 3 when I was on sale. Guess what? It's too fucking hard. Seth, you just don't have the talent, it's mate. shit. You just don't have the talent, sunshine, all right? Some people got it, some people ain't. You're in the ain't camp, I'm afraid, mate. It's true. Josh, you must have a spicy, a spicy gaming hot take. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'm... I'm... I'm still thinking about that one, but I was going to answer the uh, underrated games that mm. you personally really like. Uh, so I will buy a beer for anyone here who has heard of or played this game because this is this game was my childhood, but I think it's so unbelievably obscure that I don't know if anyone else has ever played it. It was a little uh, kind of 2D side-scroller called Jazz Jackrabbit. Nope. Never yeah. Heard of it. So, what made this game like so ridiculously unique and fantastic was it was completely just—I don't even know. Like, it was a wild ride. It was like an LSD trip because basically all the music was like 1980s. Like, you know, you got like the synths and like the guitar and like mm-hmm. all of that. It was all that like, cheesy 1980s music, but there was also like it was also a kids' game. But yet there was like loads of references to like um to like like stoners and like you know like drugs and hallucinogenic mushrooms and like vietnam and like back to the future <laughs> in this like funny little kids game about rabbits like shooting like worms and stuff and the soundtrack for it was like i sometimes was like every now and then when i want a nostalgia hit put it on because it is just like one of the most well-produced soundtracks i've ever heard in my life He's done something here, honey. How'd you do that? I think that what's happening is two or maybe three different musical things all at the same time. This is the kind of thing we should be doing. Complicated shit. I love those. Just those games that no one's ever heard of but you have really fond memories of. You've just triggered like a memory of a PlayStation 2 game that I had called Cold Winter. People fucking love this game, and I didn't know anybody had ever heard of it. I loved it. It was like a first-person shooter. So violent and aggressive as Unreal. Like, the opening cutscene is some Chinese warlord, like, literally torturing you, like, breaking your fingers off and stuff, and it's like, you just see all of it, and it's fucking great. Just one of those gems that only you're gonna remember, but Mm. was really cool. And you wish wish that more people remembered it, like, Jumping Jack Rabbit LSD Trip 5000. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I've thought of one that isn't Portal 2. Um, have you had a yeah. Portal 1? No, I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> no, joking, I'm joking. So, I I remember playing this at a friend's house, but this was big for me. Was Have you ever... You know the movie Cars, right? Yeah. There was a video game, mm. and I don't know what it's called, but it was before Cars, but the Cars looked like the Cars from Cars. Like, they had eyes on their windscreen and shit. I've never worked out what what the game was. I've not... I've, I've looked for it before... Um, but you could like upgrade and get wings on your car and you could get like little jet boosters. Mm. But the thing was, is my friend who had it, shout out Will McCracken, he, um, he didn't have a, he didn't have a save thing for his PS2. So every time we played it, we just had to try get the rocket boosters and the wings. And then you just 
turn the turn the PS2 off, and that was it. Mate, you started again. You gotta leave that puppy running. I you gotta not say, turn got her off. Fond memories of leaving the PlayStation 2 on over at night. <laughs> yeah. Over, so you didn't lose your progress. Yeah, 100%. Just leave that sucker on, mate. <laughs> That back back on electricity was like peanuts. Fuck it. <laughs> I've thought I've actually thought of a potential underrated gem. Gone then. Okay. Uh, it's a little indie title. I don't know how popular it is or how well known it is. I haven't really heard anyone speak about it except for the this YouTube channel where I I originally got the got the suggestion from. But um, it's I think it came out in two thousand twenty one or two thousand twenty two. It's called Tunic. Yes. It's um. I'm out of it. It's like if you mixed like Zelda, like the isometric Zelda, so like Link to the Past, like the old school Zelda games. Yeah, yeah, mix, Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, Link's Awakening. You mix that with like some like Dark Souls elements where you have like bonfire kind of things and you spawn back there. And if you die, you drop your like coins at your death point. Right, okay. And yeah, yeah. It's a really, really, really well made game. I think it was made by like one dude mm. as well. It's like it's super beautiful looking. It's like it's mm. su- it's got a really cutesy art style, great like soundtrack. Like it has this really cool game mechanic in it where you learn more about the mechanics and how the game works by like finding pieces of the game manual like of the game like it's like an old like 80s or 90s game oh right okay and it's even got like its own like language that you can you can decipher on your own like it's like it's the sort of thing where if you like put the time in and you like want to like figure out all the secrets of the game and these all all these tricks and tips and stuff you like you can like sort of figure out like oh i've seen that like symbol somewhere over, over there and that like meant kind of attack so that symbol here must mean attack here and then you yeah it's really mm. really yeah, cool yeah, yeah. a really cool game i sick. the guy the guy who created it when he was working on like the design for it he said he wanted to make a tutorial uh without using any words he said he wanted to redefine what it is to oh, make a tutorial in a video sense, game yeah. so many oh. video game tutorials are just like read this massive block of text and then get spoken to by a soldier for 10 minutes and he was like right i'm gonna flip that yeah. instead yeah and yeah it's, it's, it's awesome. a fantastic game that's sick I love that. Um, well, I mean, that was fucking great. So, Vinny, as we're did, running out of time... Did we do any myths, though? Because I've got a good myth. Oh, go on, then. Yeah, if, if anyone's got... If, I was just thinking if no one else has got anything else, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah go I've on, got, then. I've got a myth, too, but you go first. Um, All right, let's go. Listen to these. So, do you, did you guys watch the, the old South Park episode, Make Love Not Warcraft? Yes, like a billion yeah, times. Best episode. Sword of a Thousand Truths. So yeah, Sword of a Thousand Truths. So if if yeah. for, for Sebek, who's I guess never seen that episode of South Park or no. any listeners, oh, Seb, you need to. Why don't you watch South Park, <clears throat> mate? It just doesn't do it for me. You're just too woke, man. That's it. Just fucking chemtrails. Get off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like chemtrails. <laughs> Why did you bring it up then, Seb? <laughs> Why are we talking about it now oh. then, Seb? <laughs> anyway, anyway. So basically it's an episode of South Park they did like years and years ago, um, where the boys are all playing World of Warcraft. Um, but there's like a plot point in the in the story where there's this like hidden weapon that's hidden on some like USB drive in the Blizzard office and it, it contains this weapon called the <laughs> the sword of a thousand truths that's like the most incredible sword of all time in the game and it's like it'll like destroy everyone like it's like the way to rid the world of evil it's like dave from accounting foretold foretold this you know like this tale this prophecy (laughs) like someone will wield it in great times of distress but anyway so 
obviously because the episode they, they takes place within the game world of warcraft like they use all the you know the models and stuff and they have the sword of a thousand truths which is like this big blue sword they have yeah, it. Yeah. and i remember as a kid being like it's in the episode the sword has to exist in the files somewhere yeah like, yeah yeah it's the only way like it definitely exists so like and i was playing world of warcraft i was like 11 or 12 at the time and when you uh when you get stuck or you need help you can ask like a uh like a sort of game master to come into the game and they'll spawn into the game and they'll like message you like hey what's up like what do you need help with and then afterwards uh when they helped me or whatever they were like oh is there anything else you want from me and i was like this is my chance i'm gonna ask him <laughs> so i asked him is the sword of a thousand truths real and he replied i'm sorry i'm not allowed to talk with that i'll talk about that and it fucking blew my oh mind. I was God. like, oh. it's real. It's it's in the game. It's real. I can get it someday. <laughs> I mean, it was in the game, but it's like the sword doesn't exist. It The, the model exists, but it's a completely fucking different yeah, sword. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. As a kid, I was just like for ages, I was like, the sword of thousand truths is real. A fucking like someone at Blizzard told me. I remember this story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that video. I, I, now you've mentioned it, you've triggered my mind to remember that whole thing where you're like, oh my God, this guy told me it was fucking real. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I really wanted to join you in an adventure, but I was just too poor to afford World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you be like that? Oh dear. But um, Josh, you've got a, you've got a myth. Let's go. Yeah, so I've got personal experience with this one, and I was going to do the Halo, the Halo series for my myth that I was going to present, but um, I found that it's kind of lots of different isolated bits of mythology rather than one kind of t- true myth. So I can just talk about it here. Um, first one is uh, on in Halo Two on the map Headlong, the one that has the big hanging crane in the middle that kind of like moves. Mm. Uh, there was the the legend of the Golden Warthog which was uh, there was uh, there was like billboards all over the maps which had like this really kind of low resolution picture of a golden warthog and it Mm. was like oh buy it now and everyone saw this and basically in the xbox live community there was like literally these just people would just join custom games with each other and there was like this really convoluted way to summon the golden warthog and people would just try it and i remember actually i tried it my like with some friends once and we did like we literally followed every single step like we were trying to commit some kind of ritual or something and uh, it was like you know oh, blow up these banshees here then push that fusion coil over there shoot out that window like the center yeah, to the yeah, left yeah, yeah. and then everyone getting warthogs drive here and then like the gates will open and the golden warthog will be there and we tried it so many times but like alas it's it never, never gonna it happen never, yeah it never happened yeah and then uh just the last one to do with halo was uh i don't know if you've ever heard of the guardians in halo not halo's five guardians this was way before then back in like halo 2 and halo 3 if you um if you were playing in a game on multiplayer and you died but there was no one to attribute the kill to aka you fell into the sea or you got hit by a train or something right, like yeah, that, yeah. it would just mysteriously come up on your screen and white text saying you were killed by the guardians oh yeah yeah i remember yeah yeah and then suddenly like the fan base were like oh my word who are these guardians and then there was all like this myths about how you could cite them or like summon them by doing all this convoluted stuff and i remember like getting all like scared at sleepovers being like oh we're gonna summon the guardians oh. boys we're so close <laughs> for. and uh yeah that was, it was all good fun but yeah i, I, I just love those it just made games those, so much yeah. more exciting back then but you don't get that anymore because nah, you can just you google it and tell yeah. them it's crap and it's just like oh 
hyper realistic Master Chief coming out of the thing when you saw <laughs> the Guardians. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear. Well, that was fucking great. I love that middle bit. We should do these. We should do like more little chit chats more often. I reckon. Yeah, I like them rather than games. I mean, this podcast is a chit chat. That is what we do. We yeah, but I, quite, I like going off script, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, winning the game every week is kind of like, yeah, it's great, and I've got all the trophies and all the medals, and obviously I've got all bragging rights over Seb for getting zero on the football quiz and that, but, <laughs> you know, just nice to have a little chat every now and again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, here we go again. But, Vinny, right, Yo. back to business. Yep. Vinny, finish us off. Minecraft. A small indie game developed by Mojang and released to the general public in 2009. Now, we all know this game, obviously. Many of you listening have probably even tried it, or at least have seen some sort of gameplay footage at some point. After all, it is the single most sold game of all time as of 2023. And although multiplayer is perhaps the biggest pull for a lot of people playing the game nowadays... Way, way back in the early days of its life cycle, it was the single-player game mode that most people would flock to. And for many, the first experience players had with Minecraft was loading into this giant, lonely world, drenched with low-render distance fog, because that's all your computer could handle at the time, (laughs) chopping down trees to build yourself a cosy little house, going cave mining in the night for some precious minerals, or foraging for food so you can keep yourself from dying. And these were the core mechanics of the game. Whilst there were non-playable characters scattered about the world, such as zombies and skeletons that came at you in the night just to attack you, or farm animals like pigs and sheep, you would almost certainly feel an overwhelming sense of being alone. You'd go explore some nearby hills... For any caves or animals, you would come across something odd. Something that just doesn't look right. Maybe it's a tree <laughs> that looks like it's been half cut down. Or a man-made looking tunnel in the side of a cliff. But you're you're certain you've never been to this area before, and it's it's single player. No one else could have done this. You could have sworn you left that extra iron pickaxe in your chest at home. No one could have taken it. Or could they have? <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. Hyper realistic creeper! <laughs> <laughs> you might chalk these off as small bugs or just being forgetful, but that feeling of being alone in this infinite world has already started to peel away bit by bit. These are the conditions that players found themselves in in the early years of Minecraft. And these are the conditions that would be perfect for the game's very first widespread myth, Herobrine. Like many other early creepypastas, the story of Herobrine unsurprisingly started on the paranormal board of 4chan during 2010, just a year after the game's initial release the story told of a character that hides and stalks the player within their single player world building strange monuments and cutting just the leaves off the trees Ooh, spooky (laughs) the post had a picture to go along with it 
And in the picture, you can see a hill in front of the player with some trees scattered about. A dense fog suffocates the player's view of the world, but just next to that hill, barely in sight, you can just about make out what looks to be the default player model, but with dead white eyes staring back at the player. I'm currently very spooked. (laughs) The story grew massively in popularity after a small streamer by the name of Copeland would stream himself playing in his single-player world. After about 20 minutes into the stream, Copeland would investigate in a hidden room he found at the back of his house, only to see the ghostly figure of Herobrine standing there. Oh, oh my God. Is that a death rattle? This <laughs> <laughs> is terrifying. We've lost him. That I'm didn't scared. sound like you were terrified. It sounded like you were on your fucking 17th Colossus, <laughs> <laughs> The stream abruptly ended there, and other than a single blurry screenshot of this encounter, the rest of the stream has been lost to the sands of time. Really? Yep. It's almost like it never happened. No, the stream did happen. The stream definitely did happen. Um, But definitely, you know, Herobrine's not real, let's just be honest. (laughs) Anyway. It was a hoax, Seb. Cut it, cut it, cut it. It It was real. Um, (laughs) Between then and now, the myth of this Herobrine character has garnered a cult-like status within the Minecraft community. There have been countless mods, movies, songs, fan art, and stories made about this ghostly figure with even Mojang themselves joining in on the fun, adding him in the backgrounds of their official media, and even they went as far as to add a line that says, removed Herobrine on every update log from about 2010 yeah. to about 2020. That's quite fun. Yeah, so every everything would be like, such and such bug fix, such and such bug fix, right at the end it would just say, removed, removed Herobrine. Herobrine. Yeah. Every single yeah, update. yeah. yeah. Implying he kept coming back. He's back! (laughs) (laughs) The myth is even thought to have inspired the Yogscast's very first ever Minecraft Let's Play series, which obviously blew up ridiculously in popularity and caused the YouTube channel to more or less go Minecraft Mm. full-time, which I, I assume they still are. I don't watch them anymore. And although the legacy and impact of this short story is undeniably iconic... Thank you, Seb. For the Minecraft community. (laughs) I think it's the spirit of this myth that is truly, truly captivating. In those early years of Minecraft, before Microsoft had acquired the game and added tons of features and enemies and friendly characters and places to explore and whatnot, it was a quiet, mysterious Mm. and lonely world. The community was much, much smaller, and the game was still being worked on mostly by its original solo developer, Notch. Now, updates would come out frequently for the game, but Notch wouldn't describe in full detail all the changes that were added, unlike the past like 10 years, especially with Microsoft. The idea of a hidden, unplayable character who stalks you throughout your world really wasn't that far-fetched of an idea. Of course, Notch and other developers over the years have denied Herobrine's existence. 
but the game has always had hidden secrets and Easter eggs buried just underneath the surface. The two music discs you can find randomly in dungeons, uh, disc 11 and disc 13, are prime examples of this. Disc 11 features a spooky ambient soundscape, whereas disc 13 sounds like some audio ripped straight from a found footage horror film. Complete with heavy breathing, the main character of the story running away from something before it abruptly ends. What leads more to this particular mystery is the fact that there's never been a disc 12, implying there to be some sort of lost media within the Minecraft universe. Herobrine's got it, mate. So, although Herobrine most likely never existed, and most players probably knew that all along, that didn't stop that thought in the back of players' heads when they were playing in their world late at night. Was that a cow that just disappeared into the fog in the distance? Or something else? Oh, Vinny. Nice. I fucking love Hero Brian, man, because I was fully like you, Vinny, in the Hero Brian like era. Yeah. Of like just obsessing about it. And yeah. I was thinking as well, like, I think Hero Brian and Minecraft as a whole, like I said, came out in 2009, YouTube came out 2007. 2005. I think Minecraft and a Hero Brian have a direct correlation into how big YouTube is nowadays. 100%. Like, Minecraft Definitely. Let's Plays and the format of those videos made YouTube what it is today. Because before that, it was kind of just like a place where you would upload funny clips, Charlie bit my finger, all this kind of stuff. And it was growing, but I just feel like Minecraft Let's Plays gave like a platform and like Minecraft's a perfect game for it as well because any Let's Play you do is going to be completely different to anyone else's, to any other way, just by default because of like the infinite possibilities of the game mm. and people commentating of it. And I think that those Let's Plays kind of spawned almost all of the gaming channels on YouTube, or had some influence at least, and Hero Brian actually, the like hysteria around it, the videos of I saw Hero Brian in my Minecraft <laughs> yeah. world, you can still feel the like thunder effects of that now because that's what was going on in like 2009. People like Hero Brian appeared in my <laughs> in my Minecraft world, and that shit still happens now. Like, you look on any fucking trending page on YouTube, it's just YouTubers appealing to kids, going, "Sonic appeared in Call of Duty," shit like that. Just like crazy clickbait really? bollocks, all this stupid stuff, and kids are just like, "Oh my god!" You know, like all these kids channels that are like, "Oh, uh, fucking Spider Man arrived at my party." Elsa, I think it all was influenced or stems from that hysteria, to be honest. Yeah, I love that one, Vinny. I mean, I've heard them all now. Did I tell you I had an encounter with Herobrine once? Me? Yeah, you oh. would have, you've told me before, yeah. You've told me countless times. You, you would tell me every night, you'd be like, Mork, oh, fucking, oh, Moak back then, maybe, actually. You'd be like, Moak, fucking, last night, mate, Herobrine came up again. I'd be like, oh, my God, really? You as well? Got me as well, mate. Hey. No, but I'm serious. <laughs> i <laughs> know <laughs> uh, i'm not joking this is something that i like this, this is, right this, <clears throat> this genuinely happened but like i def i don't know i don't know exactly what happened but oh, something God, happened that was definitely 
<laughs> not curse because curses aren't real and Hero Brian isn't real. <laughs> but anyway, so this was like. Then why did they keep removing him, Vinny? Why did they keep removing him from the game? <laughs> exactly. Well, they haven't removed him in like three years of patches, to be fair now, but, now, but maybe he's, he's, he's too strong for them it. now. He's too powerful. <laughs> he's too strong. <laughs> Um, this happened at the height of my Herobrine craze when I like just found out about it and I was like, holy shit, this is incredible, I love this. I like mm. tried to make a Herobrine, like a fake Herobrine in my world like video, mm. like a hoax yeah, video or whatever. And yep. I think I changed one of the like painting textures to be like the Herobrine skin and... And I was I made it in creative in creative mode. I made this little house, and I was like, I'm just gonna film this on fraps and fucking walk into this house and be like, ah, oh, here, Brian, and then run away, <laughs> oh, and that was gonna be the whole thing. And as I was as I was putting the the house together, I heard something walk up behind me in game. I turn around, and as I turn around, the front door of of the house I was in fucking closed. And I could just hear something sprinting off in the distance. And I was so shook mm. by this incident. I literally stopped recording the video. I like I just I like just logged out. I deleted the world and I was like, I'm not I'm not gonna summon here around again. Like I I think I actually summoned him. <laughs> I'm not gonna summon him. Oh. <laughs> I, I remember this story I was traumatized as well. By like something that yeah. yeah, I did I don't actually know what happened, maybe I just accidentally right clicked the door. And I just so, misheard. Truthfully, <laughs> truthfully now, to me, truthfully now, you were being serious. No, yeah. Because I genuinely thought... I was just like, mate, you're just fucking with me, particularly. You're just, you're creating a hoax to create a hoax just to fuck with no, me. No, I... Which is what you would do all the I time. I think I hoaxed myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happened. I think that's yeah. probably true. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was some spooky encounter. <laughs> yeah, you hoaxed yourself. Uh. Oh dear. Well, there we go. Um, I've had all three, and I've made up my mind already. I know which one the greatest video game myth is. Uh, Seb, I like yours, but it doesn't. It's not quite got the gravitas of the myths of Vinny and uh, Josh's because it, it doesn't have that like creepy factor. It doesn't have that like. It's kind of a glitch that happened, and the myth is not, does it exist or doesn't exist? It's just, can it be replicated, or was it just a random chance, you know, what what caused it to happen? But it definitely, definitely happened. So I feel it's not kind of like a pure myth, do you know what I mean? It's like a science myth rather yeah. than a cultural myth. <clears throat> it's like tangible, and it's not, it's not yeah, it's not a cultural yeah. myth where it's like yeah. actual mystery where you can delve deep into it, and the answer's going to be ambiguous maybe forever, whereas yours is kind of like a strange phenomenon happened, but it definitely happened, and the myth is kind of how that was created, but you could you could prove it eventually if you had enough knowledge. But I did like it because the thought of fucking particles and that shooting down and getting his get his console while his hyper realistic Mario tells him to kill his parents exactly what the sun was doing so so that leaves me with a choice between Shadow of the Colossus and Hero Brian and they're quite similar really because they're kind of both cut content something that's in the game that you may be able to find if you're lucky enough or 
in well, Herobrine is more almost like a haunted entity, I suppose. Yeah, I I neglected to mention the worst part about the story is that it's supposed to be like the the ghost of Notch's dead brother, which is like that's <laughs> oh, yeah. the stupidest part. Yeah. Of the story. I was like, that's just that's fucking just not that bit. Just gloss over <laughs> that. That, that yeah. almost ruins yeah. it. It makes yeah. it too like creepy. It's too, that yeah, yeah, too yeah, paranormal yeah, yeah. at that point. I think he did have a dead brother though, didn't he? No, he had like a, a, an alive half brother. Yeah, I was gonna say he definitely had like some sort of brother. Yeah, but I have to choose between the two of these, and I think that that face that you just made helps me in my decision <laughs> of choosing which one, because I think just based on the amount of cultural impact that I can connect the dots to that it had, I think that Hero Brian is probably the greatest video game myth of all time. Yes. Um, the Shadow of the Colossus one is just absolutely classic as well. It's that classic cut content. Can you find this secret thing by doing all those crazy tricks and turning your console on and off like 15 different times and starting, restarting 16 times and completing the game, whatever, and doing all this mad shit. But I just think Hero Brian had... It's not necessarily like the greatest myth because it's obviously bollocks. Like... But it had that cultural impact of spawning those videos of, oh my god, I found a hero Brian in my Minecraft world, and oh, you'll never guess, hero Brian attacked me again. And I just think the snowball effect that that had on the world today, like, would we have TikTok without hero Brian? Would we have <laughs> all these, all this mad shit without hero Brian? Don't so. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's out of hand. Stupidest question you've ever, ever asked on this it's, show. It's had Would a hand in it all. <laughs> it is. It is. Christ. Would we all have Chinese spyware on our phones if it wasn't a fucking hero, bro? Not just dead brother. I, genuinely, Minecraft has had a bigger impact than you think on the world. Especially social media, yeah. multimedia, TikTok, short form, everything. Minecraft Butterfly is Butterfly the... effects, isn't it? It is exactly the butterfly effect, and I think Hero Brian was another massive part of Minecraft's initial success because of the mystery around it in an already mysterious game. But anyway, so that is Goats episode forty-nine. Thank you, Josh, so much for coming on to the show. Um, I'm sure it's we'll get you back again. Um, I'd yeah, love to do. thank you, J Dog. It's been a pleasure for us as well. Now, next week we have a very special episode because we are going to be turning 50 we're so incredibly old 50 fucking episodes and to celebrate with a big celebration get ready for this the greatest episode we're ever gonna do ever it doesn't get better than this the goat goat cue the air horns cue the fucking confetti boom and we'll also be doing a small Q&A as well so Tune in next week for our big 50th celebration birthday bash. Goat. Goat. That's right. We've stooped that low already. And a small Q&A if you want to hear some interesting bits about our personal lives. Please don't ask Seb about chemtrails or the Nazis. But oh, for fuck's sake. if you enjoyed this oh. episode, <laughs> if, you, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to listen to more, make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Give it a cheeky five star review as well. Make us rich, and you'll get even more amazing goats content. Um, and we'll see you again next week. Other than that, nothing from me, Josh. On this podcast, we always end with a little cheeky love you bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.